Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Old-time Big Ten football. Yeah. Touchdown, Purdue! Week one, everybody. Purdue takes the field this week against Fresno State. If you're not excited, I don't know what else to tell you. Welcome in to the Behind the Rails podcast on the Believe Network, where we preview and recap Purdue all the way throughout the 23 season. It's week one. Get excited. There are a ton of things to get into about this game. On Saturday, first time at newly renovated Ross-Age Stadium. Players coming out of the Tiller Tunnel for the first time all season. New quarterback, new head coach. Tons to be excited about. Taking on a team that is going to give Purdue a challenge in the first week of the season. So buckle up for a good game this Saturday. Before we dive deep into this game, Make sure you subscribe to all the social channels, ones that are scrolling on behind me on the screen. Um, And make sure you subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on YouTube. You can also find the show on Facebook as well. The whole whole entire show, not just clips. But if you want to just see clips of the show, you can go to Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok, all that good stuff on there. You can also email the show which I want you to take advantage of when you're sending in pictures from Ross-Hade Stadium or from your house watching the Purdue game, and you'll be featured right here on this screen behind me. So make sure you get those sent in whenever, but I'm going to be recording the recap show Sunday morning, so make sure that you get those photos into me um, well in advance if you would like a shot at being on the screen. And you probably be, for those that don't get on there on the recap show, you might put them on 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 the preview show the uh, the following week when uh, Purdue takes on Virginia Tech. So, but with all that out of the way, let's dive deep into this matchup. I want to get to um, several different topics here on the show. I want to look at you know some of the news that has gone on leading up to this game, some of the things to watch for, some of the X factors, and then finally a prediction, a, a score prediction. You know that I already predicted that Purdue is going to win this game, um, as you can see. Uh, on one of the screens behind me that I have, you know, game by game of each result each week. So we're going to go through uh, my score prediction at the very end um, against the spread, um, whether the game game goes over or under the projected uh, scoring total as of right now. So let's get into it. This is the first ever meeting between the Boilermakers and the Bulldogs. Um, This is going to be the farthest east that Fresno State travels all season, and the Bulldogs are going to be getting in town today. So I don't know how much you can count on jet lag or their body clocks being off that much as they're you know, traveling three time zones over and are uh, going to be 
um, kicking off nine o'clock a.m. their time on their body clocks. They're getting a day here a day early to try and prevent some of that. Maybe they come out to a sluggish start. I don't really know if, um, if that's going to affect them too much with them arriving a day early. But I think you know there's there's a chance they might slow start. But I wouldn't I wouldn't factor that in, and I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on it either. So some some things about Purdue coming into this matchup. Um, we got our first look at the depth chart as that was released on Monday, right before Ryan Walters preseason week one press conference. And uh, I liked his attitude in the press conference. Um, very um, confident, uh, a lot of confidence oozing out of Ryan Walters. Uh, feels like he has a good grip on his team and where they're at. Um, when I think one student reporter might've asked um, if he had any burning questions left before they strapped him up on Saturday, his simple answer was no. That was it. Didn't elaborate. I think somebody else followed up and asked him why, and he kind of gave a little bit more of an answer, but not a lot. So I think he kind of knows um, where he is at with this team. And I think for a first-year head coach um, going into his first game, I think he either needs to project that or if he really does have a good grip or a good pulse on this team, I think that's a good sign. Um, I don't want to say projecting it is is a good sign, but, you know, he's projecting that he's got a a good um, eye for what this team is on. He said he has been watching every single rep of every practice. Uh, That's a lot of times spent in front of a screen. I mean, he probably spends more time than me in front of a screen and and I'm the one that's scrolling on TikTok and and he's not. So I think before that, now we got the depth chart right before the the press conference started. A uh, couple of things to note. Um no Gus Hartwig, uh no Garrett Miller. I think those two were kind of question marks coming in. Um you can kind of expect that they were going to miss some time or at least maybe a game and I, there was no official timetable given. I think some of the reporters, uh, the beat writers, I think maybe got further clarification later on that it could be a game um, or two, maybe three. They might be back before uh, the Wisconsin game um, in, in, on week four. So we'll see. They both had knee injuries, as you know, um, but it, they will be back, um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, for, uh, for the center position, uh, Josh Kaltenberg, um, he filled in uh, some time, I think three or four games last year um, when, when Hartwig uh, went down late in the season. Garrett Miller, obviously, as you know, missed the entire season last year. Um, I, I think that it's it's going to be interesting because him filling in his spot, Max Clare um, is, is filling in, and I don't think he's got a whole lot of experience. Um, and, and also behind him, Drew Bibber and Paul Piferi filling in at that tight end spot. So you have some experience, not a lot. I I think a lot of people were hoping Garrett Miller would be ready for uh, this game. But I think if you get him back for the big 10 schedule, um, I I think that'll be um, more than enough time for him to, I think, come back and make an impact um, right away. Then knowing that he's fully healthy, you don't want to have him come in him or Gus come in and not be a hundred percent confident in their knee and they might be tweak something and they keep them out further along into the season. You don't make sure they're fully 
healthy. And I, and I think that is what this coaching staff is doing. So they definitely hurt. Uh, you would definitely like to have the anchor of your offensive line in there. A guy who has a ton of experience is on, I think on Outland trophy watch. So one of the better players on the, along the offensive line in the country. So, and Garrett Miller was poised for a breakout season. I think they, he still is. He's just not going to have, you know, uh, be there uh, for 12 full games and hopefully a bowl game. So it, it hurts. Another thing on the depth chart that I think was worth noting is a true freshman in the starting position, in the secondary, um, Dylan Thieneman. And if you recognize that name, good, because it's a, a another brother uh, of the Thieneman family that is uh, strapping up for Purdue. And I think it was somewhat of a surprise that he um, was in the starting lineup right away. But Ryan Ryan Walter said he's the second second fastest player on the team. I think behind Deion Burks, I think is he mentioned who was the fastest guy on the team. So he's got the speed to be at the Division One level and Power Five level right away. Um, I think you're hoping Saturday that he's ready. Mentally, I think he could be there physically, um, but you're hoping that, you know, the mental mistakes are far and, and, and far from in between uh, from where, you know, some of the more experienced guys in this secondary are. Um, but it's it's going to be a lot of new names in that secondary, including Thinneman. So it's a it was a little bit of a surprise. But I think if he produces week one, I, I think that um it's good signs for where the secondary um, is going to go. And and you have to remember Ryan Walters, um, you know, coming in um, defensive guy has an eye for defensive talent. So if he thinks the is ready to go, I'm, I'm more than likely going to trust that he knows um, more than any of us do that. This is going to be the right guy that is going to be out there um, for Fresno. This is going to be, I think, a difficult matchup because I want to. I want to start right away where I think this is going to be difficult. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Fresno's offense against Purdue's secondary. Uh, the passing attack that Fresno likes to go with, with under Jeff Tedford, who has had some very prolific passers. Um, most famous one is probably Aaron Rodgers, and then uh, you had the Carr brothers um, and. Most recently, Jake Hayner last year, who was outstanding, um, I think was ended up being um, playing in the NFL in the preseason, I believe. So I think this is going to be a difficult matchup. But the one thing that I will take away from that matchup is that it's a lot of new. There's a lot of new in the receiving core for Fresno State. It's a new quarterback. It's a, it's a new secondary for the most part for Purdue, you know, three out of the five guys in the secondary are all uh, new to this program. And other than Cam Allen and uh, Sanusi Kane, it's, it's a lot of new, especially on the outside. And that's where I said I had my, my worries. So I think it's an interesting matchup. Can this offense in Fresno state produce can Mikey Keene, the new starting quarterback who's taking over for Jake Hayner and beat out Logan Fife in the quarterback competition. That's another thing. 
Mike Keen didn't get all the QB one reps until this week. So he doesn't have a whole lot of time as, as the starter, but he does have starting experience as he was um, a starter at central Florida in 2021 wasn't last year. So he has some experience beat out another guy this, this fall camp. So an interesting matchup, I think, because it's a lot of new. He's breaking in some newer wide receivers. The one receiver he does bring back is Eric Brooks, who's uh, a slot guy, um, 5'7", I think 190 pounds. So quick, speedy guy. Going to use him in a lot of different areas. He's my one X factor for this game for Fresno State. I'll give my uh, Purdue X factor here in just a moment. But with this offense for Fresno State, you have a lot of new at the wide receiver. You have a lot of new at quarterback, new running back, um, and and you have an offensive line that is experienced. Um, even if you go into some of the backups, a lot of those guys have multiple game appearances. So it's it's a, a lot of new for Fresno State that they're breaking in. Malik Sherrod is the starting um, running back. Uh, it's going to be more by committee, Jeff Tedford said earlier this week. Uh, they have a Fresno State legacy behind him. Um, with Devin River. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can break in this newish kind of group against a newish kind of unit on the defensive side for Purdue. A lot of experience on the, on the defensive side of the ball, especially up the middle, like I said, and, and including the linebackers. So I, I think there's, a, a lot for Purdue to be excited about in this side of the ball. When when Fresno State has the ball, I think they have a a decent chance of slowing this offense down. Um, but there's also a chance where Fresno State breaks this game wide open, and it's a scoring fest going back and forth. I think it could be a scoring fest because I think Purdue's offense is going to be able to move the ball even without Hartwig along the line and Miller. I, I think Hudson Card and Devin Mockaby are going to be able to move the ball. I think they're going to be able to move the ball on the ground uh, more than I think that they will be to have a ton of success in the air uh, because this is a defense with Fresno State that has a ton back. Uh, 11 out of the 11 starters, 10 of them are seniors, and I think one redshirt sophomore. So it's a lot of experience, a lot of seasoned guys, a lot of guys that have been with the program for a long time. There's a couple of walk-ons that joined the program in Jeff Tedford's first tenure at Fresno State. In 2018, he recruited some of these guys that are still on this roster after Tedford left the program for health reasons and decided to come back a couple of years ago. So it's it's a lot of experience, a lot of reps on that side of the ball. It, it might be difficult for Purdue to score in this game. Um especially when you have are trying to break in a new offense with a new quarterback. Uh, you're going to have an offensive line that has a couple of new guys on it. Um, for the most part, it's, it's a group that has experience along the line, but you're still breaking in some, some newer receivers, a new tight end. I, I, I still think they'll be able to move the ball, uh, maybe not with the greatest efficiency that you would like. Uh, I, I still think that this offense is going to set – Hudson card up well, and he's going to be able to use his mobility to uh, to set up some plays, hopefully some bigger plays. It'd be difficult because this this defense did not allow a ton of big plays last year. 
I think it was, uh, I had it written down here, um, about 40 plays of 20 yards or more last year. I think 48 was the exact number. And uh, as well as Fresno State's offense had almost 80 plays of 20 yards or more. So can this offense get those big plays downfield? Can they use the speed of, of Deion Burks? Can they use TJ Sheffield and get him the ball in space as well? Can can Devin Mockabee, Mockabee run through some of these gaps? It, it'll be a challenge, but I'm, I'm hopeful that this offense does enough um, in week one and we see enough in, in week one that gives you some hope that this offense is going to be a a machine by the time Big Ten season rolls around or the way uh, midway through the season. So there is a lot of things going against Purdue in here, but I think there's a lot of things working in Purdue's favor, uh, especially when you look at the run defense. It wasn't so very strong for Fresno State. Uh, they're breaking in a new defensive coordinator as well. Uh, it's a new, I think, a new offensive coordinator as well but it's it's Jeff Tedford's offense so I'm not not super concerned with um a, a lot of falling off with that Fresno State team so a couple of guys to look out for on that Fresno State defense uh Laval Bailey uh one of the better linebackers in the country uh, I think a sixth year guy uh, a very good guy off the field as well if you've read any stories uh about him um is he's, he's, he's a very Good guy off the field, a menace on the field. Uh, Cam Lockridge, uh, dangerous guy in the uh, in the secondary. I had five picks last year. Uh, Fresno State's defense uh, was ranked in the top ten in pass efficiency last season. So that's what worries me about this pass offense and the air raid. And how are they going to be able to attack this secondary that is so experienced and and can pick off the ball in in any situation? So. It's it it could be an interesting match. It could be a tight game all the way all the way throughout. But can the offensive line wear down this front seven that has been known to give up some some plays on the ground? I think that's you know what we've talked about with the previewing of the offense. Can they establish this run game until Hudson Card gets in a rhythm with these wide receivers and is able to move the ball um, efficiently? through the air because this is a matchup that could provide a significant test for that. I think the X factor for Purdue is going to be Kadron Junkins. Uh, I think he needs to get after Mikey Keene. He needs to disrupt this passing game. Him and the rest of the guys on the edge, uh, Malik Langham, uh, Jeffrey Emba, uh, Cole Brevard, can they get after the quarterback and this offensive line that is experienced but is not a, a stone wall? I, I think there's, there's a lot of things that Purdue can do to get after the quarterback and, uh, and force him into some errant throws and help out the secondary. Because if he can – they can get after Mikey Keene and, and force him – into some tough throws, some tough situations that's going to help out this secondary a lot. A secondary that I think is talented, but is is starting with a lot of new faces and are they able to work together as one unit and and shut down this Fresno State offense that wants to be high-powered and move the ball downfield quickly. So 
I, I think that's that's where it starts. And I think Jenkins has the potential and the ability to have a lot of havoc plays, be a huge disruptor with with this Fresno State offense. Prediction time. A lot of people are putting this as an upset. A lot of people are going against Purdue. They're picking Fresno State, not just on the betting line, but to win this game outright. A lot of people are picking Fresno State just because there's a lot of new with Purdue. There's the old wise veteran head coach going up against a first-year head coach in his first game. And I can understand that. But I think with what Ryan Malters has brought in, what they have coming back, I think this is going to be a game where Purdue kind of establishes itself that this isn't going to be a huge rebuild in year one. It may be a small rebuild. It might be a medium-sized rebuild. But I don't think it's an all-out tear it down to the studs and you're going to have to start from scratch. There's there's some things with this house. You have a nice kitchen. You still have a huge living room. You might have to fix up the bathrooms. You might have to put up a backsplash to make something pop. But I think overall, what you have with this program is a sturdy foundation with what you have coming back. I think whoever put up the, whoever did the framing job did a nice job. And that was, you know, Jeffrey Baum, Jeff Brom. So, and, I don't know how many people really want to acknowledge Jeff Brom anymore now that he left them and, and went home back to Louisville. But I think what he brought in, and even what Ryan Walters brought in, he put on his own spin. And does that spin look good enough to put it back on the market and sell for more? I think only time will tell. I think only time will tell. But for this game, I think it is a close game. I think Fresno State provides a lot of challenges for Purdue in this first game, but I think Purdue comes out on top. Maybe it's a, a late game drive, a fourth quarter drive. The Hudson card leads for Purdue and shows you that he's the quarterback that everybody's hyped up about. Everybody thought has great potential. I think he shows it off in this game with a, with a late drive. And wins this game 31-28. Uh, if you're trying to bet this game, take those points. Take them. Uh, Purdue is a four-point favorite. I think it's under that number. I think it's it's a three-point game. Close, but I'm I'm going to go with, with Purdue in the number there. So for the over-under, which is at 48, I'm going over. I think it goes over by uh, a little bit. So I would take the over. I would take Purdue. And that's how I see week one. Let me know what you think. Make sure you send in those photos if you're watching at Ross Aid or watching from home like I am. And uh, make sure you subscribe to the show, whether it's Apple Podcast, Spotify, or on YouTube. Also, follow me on social media as well at Bryce double underscore Vance. I will see you guys on Sunday for the recap. I hope you enjoy week one 
not just the Purdue game, but the rest of week one. It's a huge slate starting tonight on Thursday. So get ramped up for Saturday and tune in to a game on the Big Ten Network at noon that I think is going to be one that a lot of people are going to be entertained by, including myself. So I will see you guys on Sunday. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.